Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us again today. We have, you know, he's not really a guest anymore to to you all because he's been on our podcast quite a few times now. But we have Hip Win, our PA, who's be who's been with us for the last couple of months, right, Hip? Yeah, couple okay. of months. Yeah, and today I invited him back because he brought up such an interesting topic that I think all of you would really benefit from hearing about. It's called adverse childhood experiences, or in other words, ACE. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, this is an interesting topic for you, Hip, because you did your final thesis on it or how do you call it? No, I actually just stumbled upon a TED talk Oh. Okay. Um, about this issue. Okay. I'm in my PA education. Okay. I got to become more of a proponent of preventative medicine. Okay. Meaning I need to prevent something from happening. What mm-hmm. do I do? Mm-hmm. And ACE is actually one of the exposures that everyone experiences. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of connections with that to how we develop in terms of our brain development as well as our health outcomes in the longer run. So that's kind of the reason why I got into it. I stumbled on it, talked to a few people about it. And in my pediatrics rotation, we talked a little bit about it too because it affects children early on Mm -hmm. and kind of sticks around throughout their life. So. Interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's dive in to ACE, Adverse Childhood Experiences. What are adverse childhood experiences? Yeah, uh, surprisingly, not a lot of people know about ACE, and it's something that exists for a long time, and not a lot of people know that it plays a role in a person's health, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. And to define adverse childhood events, there's kind of three parts to it. The first part is, I'll I'll read the whole definition here. It's traumatic or stressful events that occur in childhood that can potentially have a negative impact across the life course in the absence of resilience and a supportive relationship. Hmm. So breaking it down to the three Mm -hmm. is it's a stressful or traumatic event. Okay. In early in childhood. It's second, it's negatively impacting the individual. Mm-hmm. And three, this is all happening in the absence of a supportive relationship or a resilient attitude okay. in the person. Okay. So that's kind of the idea. Okay. So how early would you define as early in childhood? From infancy. Wow. From, okay. From the age of zero to five. Okay. Is when the brain develops a lot. Okay. And they use the term neuroplasticity. 
meaning how much the brain can change and mm-hmm. gets formed into what it's supposed to be as you okay. grow. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. During so that time, it, it has high neuroplasticity, meaning it can change. Okay. Very easily. It can change for the like good or for the bad. Correct? Exactly. Okay. That's why kids learn so fast, right? Yes, they're they pick up things like quickly, super mm-hmm. quickly, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the early age when that happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. And what are some examples of ACE? Yeah, some examples. There's a lot, okay. <laughs> and it kind of scares me a little bit when I read into it, and it's like, oh my gosh, I had that, uh-huh. or I had that. So there's there's three categories. One is abuse, okay, and neglect. Mm-hmm. And household dysfunction. Mm. So, in under abuse, there's physical abuse, mm-hmm. there's emotional abuse, and verbal abuse. Sure, absolutely, mm-hmm. kind of similar in neglect. There's physical neglect and emotional neglect. Okay, as well. And then there's other things like in the household, mental illnesses. Mm. Someone mm-hmm. in the family is incarcerated or went to prison. Okay, um, a mother who was treated violently. Mm. substance abuse in the family, mm-hmm. divorce in the family, death of a relative, mm-hmm. like a death of a parent mm-hmm. is a huge one. And they're coming up with a lot other adverse childhood events mm-hmm. as we speak, really. Like homelessness is definitely one. Mm. It's become mm-hmm. one too. Um, someone asked me one time, is video games mm. an adverse childhood event? And, you know, that's still something that... I'm still figuring out. Like it, violent? Like violent video games. Video yeah. Games. It can influence different behavioral mm-hmm. uh, development. How about COVID? COVID. Like, you know, yeah. kids not being able to go to school Absolutely. regularly. And they're seeing everyone wearing masks and yeah. things being locked down. You know, like, oh, don't yeah. touch grandma because you could kill her. You know, with those types of disruptions. Uh, affect yeah i i think so it does it kind of takes out the norm of how we are as social beings yes right i i remember (laughs) trying to like smile Uh at like a little child and child was like what are you doing because they couldn't Mm -hmm. see me behind my mask yeah so they don't know what that social interaction means and kind of same thing with like a mom to her baby Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. even in public if she can't see Mm -hmm. that uh that smile of the baby probably won't know what to do per se. But um, I guess also like in terms of neglect, you know, like there's some sense of social neglect that Mm -hmm. they won't be able to interact with their friends or with other people who they normally see. So I think in a way COVID and the ensuing practices Mm -hmm. definitely does affect the child in some ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately we won't know how, you know, how much it is affecting each child, because each right. child is different due to their mm-hmm. ability to be resilient or not, right? Right. We won't know this until many, many years later, many decades later, and how that mm-hmm. transpires into their health. So what right. is the impact of ACE on a person and and then connecting it some, from, so this sounds like a very like mental health kind of start and then how, and then it affects your body, correct? Yes and no. Okay. So in the beginning, I think a lot of people would anticipate thinking, yeah, these kind of experiences will lead the individual mm-hmm. to develop ill behaviors that could lead to poor health outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, in the mid-90s, Kaiser Permanente, mm-hmm. along with the CDC, did this study where mm-hmm. they 
took a bunch of data from people. I think it was like in the in the thousands okay. where they take health outcomes and correlate that with numbers of adverse childhood experiences that a person ex- had in their lifetime. And they noticed that the more ACE mm-hmm. you have, mm-hmm. the higher and the more likely it is for you to develop like liver disease, mm. heart disease, mental health illnesses. Mm-hmm. So it's that type of exposure that can lead to it. And a lot of people at the time kind of thought, yeah, these experiences probably lead to such behaviors that can lead to heart disease, you know, like using alcohol or substance abuse and all those kind of behaviors. Mm -hmm. But more recent studies have shown there's actually a direct connection between ACEs and the number of ACEs you have to the health outcome that one can develop. So okay. it completely bypasses the the behavior part. So so to speak, if you have one or two experiences, ACEs, when you're mm-hmm. young, and you don't develop any bad behaviors from it, you can still have some increased risk for developing like physical mm. illnesses, mm-hmm. like heart disease, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... You know, for our listeners, if you haven't been aware, Hip is Vietnamese and I'm Vietnamese. (laughs) Both of our last names are Nguyen, but we are not related. Uh, There's just a lot of us. And um, so many. Yeah, (laughs) a lot. Um, We're not related. (laughs) But but it's just so interesting because I'm thinking as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about my family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're the original boat people. And my, you know, my mom was the oldest of seven. And it's it's just so interesting just hearing about this is thinking about them and the trauma that they've went through escaping communist Vietnam and coming here in a new country and having to start all over. Like, what are those types of events that happened in their lives that has transpired now into adulthood? And that wasn't something that they wanted or asked for but it happened exactly and it's like hmm okay That's yeah very interesting but the thing about it too is that they did something about it mm-hmm. they escaped the the tyranny mm-hmm. that was oppressed over them mm-hmm. so in a way they have that resilience mm-hmm. to be able to you know avoid or escape mm-hmm. that oppression but at the same time they left mm-hmm. their motherland, exactly their home. Yeah. So in a way, yeah, that can affect me as a, mm-hmm. an immigrant. Mm-hmm. You know, that definitely has a factor. Yeah. As well. Yeah, I think there's one thing about, you know, the when the war broke out and all of that stuff. Like, there's something about our Vietnamese people that you you really I'm nailed is that we are very resilient, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Because, you know, we're tiny little people, <laughs> most of us, uh, not so much for my grandpa. He's huge. But um, but like, you know, it's it's interesting when you're in that survival fight or flight kind mm-hmm. of mode, you know, does that slowly releases itself through the years? Right. And how does that affect mental health? How does that affect? Exactly. So how like all these events, like all these aces, mm-hmm. how it works, it one, it kind of changes how the brain develops. Mm. There's a lot of focus on talk about the stress okay. that comes from these 
experiences,、okay. and they they define it as toxic stress. Okay. So if you ever heard of the flight or fight yes. response, yes, it's I think the brain. Whatever it does, whoever developed it, whoever like created that idea,、mm-hmm, it's、mm-hmm. genius.、Mm-hmm. So like you know, if you're in the woods、mm-hmm. and you're walking, hiking around like we do here in Pacific Northwest,、mm-hmm. you see a bear.、Mm-hmm. What is your instinct gonna tell you to do? Shoot it. <laughs> so you're gonna fight <laughs> if you have something I, with you. I mean, yeah, that would have been my instinct, but maybe that's not the smartest thing to do. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of the, one of the other, right? Some、yeah. people will run. Some、uh-huh. people will fight it, like you. Maybe、uh-huh. shoot it, right?、Uh-huh. I'll probably go hiking with you more often. Than- <laughs> <laughs> But that that flight or fight system is、yeah. genius. It's mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. but only if you're in the woods and there's a bear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to aces,、mm-hmm. just pretend every time you go home,、mm-hmm. that bear is there with you. Yeah. It's、right. that, so it's that、mm-hmm. continuous trauma. Exactly. That okay. It's、mm-hmm. not a one-off event. Right. It's exactly. Continuous. It's continual.、Mm-hmm. It's gonna every day you wake up. You're like, oh, this is still happening. Okay. In a way. So,、okay. all those examples of aces I listed、mm-hmm. can be considered as a toxic stress,、mm-hmm. right? Neglect, abuse,、mm-hmm. and those、um, those type of examples. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's definitely positive stress for sure that、okay. can help someone you know change like their surroundings like and in a way that that stress can go away once managed. Okay. Toxic stress tends to linger a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And there's a lot of studies on like the stress hormone,、mm-hmm. cortisol,、mm-hmm. and it currently there's few small studies. This. Information I'm sharing is about like a year ago,、okay. and there was a study that kind of correlates that you know there is a decrease in cortisol levels. The higher the A score, the lower the stress hormone. You might be like, shouldn't there be more stress?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the way that I think about this is that early on,、uh-huh. there's so much stress that the body has kind of produced a resilience a, a, to it. Not a re- in a way a resilience, but also like a tolerance. Oh, like callous, like you get kind of like yeah dull to it. Exactly, it's、oh, like oh okay. It's it's quite interesting. Uh huh. And there's different molecules, different hormones that they test that、mm-hmm. kind of shows that correlations、uh, with the stress level. Like the more aces you have, the、mm-hmm. the more certain protein that you produce that's kind of related to stress. And in the study I just mentioned, people may have decrease in the ability to create stress hormone because stress hormones in that flight or fight response mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. helps you to do something,、mm-hmm. right?、Mm-hmm. So if someone now has a lot of ACE growing up, and they are faced with a stressor、mm-hmm. in their current time, they might not produce enough stress hormone to help them do anything about it. If、okay. that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's、yeah. very complex. It is very complex,、yeah. but it's so interesting to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because when I actually did it on myself,、mm-hmm. I have more than four aces,、wow. and they said here. Let me pull that number up really quick. Yep. Each A score increased the likelihood for behavioral、mm-hmm. issues and drug addiction two、mm-hmm. to four fold. 
wow. each one. <laughs> wow. So it says here a person with four or more aces is 12 times more likely to attempt suicide, mm. 10 times more likely to use injection drugs, mm. seven times more likely to be an alcoholic. That's behavioral wow. side. But on the physical side as well, it's wow. two times more likely to have heart disease. Two and a half times more likely to have a stroke, twice more likely to have cancer, and those—it's just pretty much increasing your likelihood of developing poor health outcomes down the road. Wow, which is quite interesting. Wow, yeah, that really makes me—that really makes me pause and mm-hmm. think about the people we interact with on our daily basis, or the patients that we see here with certain health issues that come up. And, you know, we're so quick to to look at people in our community sometimes. We're so quick to judge and say, oh, you know, that person is engaging in those types of addictions or habits because they're choosing to do that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to, to take a step back. And I think that's something that our medical providers do so well here is they take a step back and they say, okay we understand that some of these things that have happened to you or some of these health issues that have happened to you is out of your control. Right. Right. And right. That, that really makes you pause and extend some grace to, mm-hmm. to people that are sitting in front of you. Right. And in a way we're hoping to put the control back mm-hmm. into their hands. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is being aware mm-hmm. of these experiences growing up and mm-hmm. not only to, know it that mm-hmm. it happened but embracing it mm-hmm. that is kind of part of mm-hmm. who you are that made you who you are mm-hmm. and then at that point we can start doing something about it yeah using those events to empower you by being aware of them and mm-hmm. then moving forward to changing them and not having them exactly define you moving forward yeah correct mm-hmm. and okay. in this ted talk it's, it was given by Dr. Nadine Burke-Harris. She's oh. a great public speaker. Oh. And she said, and I'm going to quote her, yeah. which is really great. She says, I don't think forgetting about adversity or blaming it is useful. Mm. The first step is taking its measure and looking clearly at the impact and risk as neither a tragedy nor a fairy tale, but a meaningful reality in between. Mm. Once you understand how your body and brain are primed to react in certain situations, you can start to be proactive about how you approach things. You can identify triggers and know how to support yourself and those mm-hmm. you love. Wow. That's very powerful. Yeah. I, I found that quote that. really inspiring for yeah. me yeah. because that's kind of changed how I view my patients, how mm-hmm. I view my family. Mm-hmm. And don't be so quick to get upset mm-hmm. at them for certain things that they do mm-hmm. and just be a little bit more embracing and understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me think of my mom and how she like, I don't know about your moms out there, but like she always keeps like containers. She like keeps it down in the basement and it's always just like, just in case we have to escape the war, I need to grab a container so that I can oh my hold gosh. my things. And I'm like, who, why do you need 10 yogurt containers? <laughs> you know? And it, it, that just, that just really is interesting that, that you said that. Cause like, she's always in fight mode. Like yeah, if she has to, if she yeah. had to escape another country, mm-hmm. she had 10 yogurt containers to put our stuff in. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's so interesting. And, and you make a really good point there. 
she's always in flight mode. She's always in flight mode. And that's what kind of mm-hmm. aces do to you. It's mm-hmm. like you're continually exposed to the stressor. Mm-hmm. You're con- continually in like a response. Mm-hmm. So either you fight or you flight. Yeah. You know, very, it's really interesting. Right. So, so that's why it's so important to, to identify ACE, to identify ACE in your patients or how you, is, is that how you approach your patient care is like when you, when you meet a new patient, is that kind of how your approach? Yeah. I mean, seeing my patient first, the reason why they're here, mm-hmm. what is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of just help them resolve their like immediate issues, sure. their medical issues. And then getting to know them, mm-hmm. not just like, oh, you have this illness, go do this or that. Mm-hmm. I want to get to know them a little bit more. If mm-hmm. we're going to have a provider-patient relationship, I think it's more than just medicine. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cooperation between two liked people mm-hmm. who use each other and work collaboratively to obtain a certain goal. Mm-hmm. And to that get healthy. Goal, yeah, that's to the goal, healthy. to get healthy. Yeah. Exactly. I want you to be healthy. You want you to be healthy. Let's yeah. work together and do yeah. that. Awesome. And getting to know one another, I think it's really important. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. What can we do about ACE when it already happened to us? Yeah, that's the tough question is okay. like, what can we do? And mm-hmm. kind of like I just mentioned and quoted Dr. Mm-hmm. Brooke Harris there is want to just be aware. Sure. And to be able to embrace those Mm -hmm. experiences that happen to you Mm -hmm. i know that it's not going to be easy some people have very traumatic experiences and they choose to either just stuff it stuff it away or Mm -hmm. uh, embracing that yeah it happened that's who i am and hopefully when they do that there'll be less judgment from others and that's kind of where how we can respond to it the thing that's difficult with aces and kind of preventing it Mm -hmm. is that it's just not on an individual level it's not on a familial level it's on a community level Mm -hmm. as well as a societal level Mm -hmm. right so being able to be aware of it for Mm -hmm. yourself and if you need to get someone to listen to you Mm -hmm. like we mentioned this is kind of like in the mental health behavioral health Mm -hmm. realm Mm -hmm. so there are currently you know, therapists that does counselors, that. Mm-hmm. Counselors, psychiatrists. Right. Because there's this therapy called cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. where it's pretty much helping you think through your situations. And sure. it's have shown, the research have shown that it helped with symptoms of depression, PTSD, mm-hmm. dissociation, sleep, substance use, all that sort. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways to help someone kind of embrace that experience that they have Mm -hmm. and to not let it overwhelm them anymore as well as to overcome it as well there's there's different ideas different thoughts like expressive writing Mm -hmm. you know but studies have shown that cognitive behavioral therapy has been more effective than any Mm. any other means to do so okay and that's Kind of like on an individual level mm-hmm. when it's already happened to us. Most oftentimes, like how can we prevent it for others? And mm-hmm. most oftentimes, at least for me as a medical provider in primary care, it's going to be early identification, mm-hmm. being able to see it, treat it right away and prevent further further issues. Mm-hmm. And then on like a societal standpoint, it's going to come down to policies. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a little bit more difficult Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Brickera said, this is not a treatment 
to fix aces is the movement. Mm. So to be aware, yeah, to put it into practice and prevent and prevent exactly. Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for bringing this this topic up to me, and we're so. I'm so grateful to be able to share it with all of you, all of our listeners. And I guess like the main message is like, be gentle with each other, right? Like give each Mm -hmm. other a lot of room, a lot of grace, especially right now when it seems like our nation is going through a transitional time individually within our own families. There's a pandemic going on. I mean, like Mm -hmm. all of those factors can really stress us out and can really prevent us from extending certain graces that would be easier in different times. And I'm so, so grateful to be able to provide a space like 3W to the patients that come into our doors. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope that patients really know that we're, we're here for them and whatever adverse events that they've been in. We are not here to judge. We're not here to put a Band-Aid over the situation. We want to honor it. We want to recognize it. And we want to get you well. That, that's Absolutely. Our, that's our primary goal here. And whether that's getting well physically, which is what we primarily focus on here, but we do have resources, uh, mental health resources uh, and partnerships that we've developed uh, through the years um, in the community that we trust and like. So if you have any questions, if you're you're concerned that, you know, I might need to check in with someone that's a mental health professional, please give us a call. Please reach out to us and we can connect you with those resources. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. that's a great idea. And the whole idea about this is like being able to find the support you need mm-hmm. or even being the support that someone else needs. Sure. Um, like I mentioned, having that supportive relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. early on. And in a way, I'm trying to be that way mm-hmm. for my nephews and nieces. Yes. Right. So yeah. it, it changes how I act mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that can translate to, to my patients. Mm-hmm. And I definitely see that here at mm-hmm. 3W. And it's been amazing to see Dr. Rutherford work with yeah. patients and hearing all the feedback from, from them too. So yeah, yeah it's, it's been great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hip, for your time and your expertise in this. I'm sure there's, you know, we peeled back one layer of the onion. I'm sure there's going to be more more things connected to this that we can explore down the road, more topics connected to this down the road. If you have any questions for Hip, please reach out to us and make an appointment and learn more. You know, he's he's here for just a little bit while uh, longer, so please take advantage of him still here and and learn more learn more about how you can you know I, i'm sure there's like a, a test or something like because you said there's like four yeah it's like, it's kind of like a survey a survey okay. yeah kind of asked you like have you experienced you know a divorce uh-huh. in your early life or your parents mm-hmm. have experienced divorce or is okay. there a death in the family okay like that okay it's an inventory awesome yeah. awesome well make an appointment come in and see him and he can walk you through that since he's done it himself so Thank you so much for tuning in again. We're so grateful to have you listen and and tune in and so grateful to be able to extend these types of resources to you. Thank you. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide. 
book an appointment, or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.